Hello, Sports Box fans, and welcome back to Sports Box. I'm your host, Jude, as always. And we are back here for Aftermath Week 12 edition. Um, man, I, I just want to get right into this because I feel like this has been a fantastic week of NFL. Obviously, we had our Thanksgiving slate of games, and then we had our Sunday slate of games, and we had our Monday slate of games. Uh, Monday game just wrapped up. Uh, Washington with a 17-15 win over the Seattle Seahawks as the Seahawks dropped to 3-8. While Washington, you know, really puts, you know, gets back their, um, gets back their dominance a little bit as they sit at five and six and hopefully contending for maybe even that number, number one spot in the AFC East and definitely a playoff spot as they sit with the seventh seed right now. But not really going to talk too much about that game um, unless it comes up later when I talk more about the NFC as a whole. Um, but for now, I, I want to start with, I think, the elephant in the room and, and what everyone's discussing, because I feel like, well, I want to be, you know, talk about things that maybe not everyone's discussing. I think this is a topic you have to discuss, and that is that the Patriots, man, every single week they get scarier. And I don't know what it is. Actually, I do know what it is. And I've been meaning to make a podcast, and I just haven't gotten around to it. But I I think the gist of what I really want to say about this Patriots team and what we've seen, and, and I'm not saying that this is this this philosophy that the Patriots have kind of instilled uh, this season is something that is out of left field. I mean, the, the 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 Patriots, if you look at the Super Bowl teams, it wasn't like there was a lot of playmakers. Now you remember that Randy Moss was on the team, but they never won a Super Bowl with Randy Moss. So that there's there have been great players that Tom Brady played with, and there are a lot of big names that Tom Brady has played with. But when they won those Super Bowls, it was guys like Drew and Edelman, Danny Amendola, Wes Walker. I'm just naming receivers, but there's there's plenty of other guys defensively. Um, the, the offensive line, running backs, Deion Lewis, James White are guys that I can think of that have really just you know they they might, they might not be crazy guys. They they may not they're not big names, right? They're not headliner names. But they're dudes that were able to fill the position and did what they needed to do. And I, and I think that's what we're seeing with this Patriots team. It's, it's just a lot of ballers, right? It's just a lot of guys who are going out there and doing what they're supposed to do. And whether it be, you know, they, I mean, they don't got to get the sack that play, but they're creating so that other, their other teammate gets a sack. And I think that's what, you know, Bill, Bel- Bill Belichick has really installed. And it, it's working. I mean, they're sitting at 8-4, and four, and they just came off a huge win versus the Titans this weekend, 36-13. to 13, And now they sit at second in the AFC, right? And it's funny, um, and you guys should definitely check it out because we're starting this new show. Um, right now, the name is Stop the Clock. That could change. If you guys have any suggestions, that could change. But right now, we're, we're going with Stop the Clock. Uh, obviously, it's, it's a great show. Me and Sam just talk about... NFL story headlines, as well as giving predictions for that weekend of NFL slate games. Um, but we we did talk about the Patriots, and and I think this was a big game that we both agreed that said, okay, this is where it can really turn your season around. Not that they hadn't done great, but this is where it can really turn around. And the other thing we mentioned is, man, if you would have told me six weeks ago, uh, right, that the <laughs> that the Patriots sit at this position, I would not believe you. I, I would just not believe you. You know, it. it it would have been really hard to believe you. And now it's it's like, wow, this team is really back. And <laughs> Sam said it perfectly. It's like, could could the AFC just have a break for maybe like three years, four years of the Patriots? You know, they can have their shine in five years, right? But just give give every other AFC team a chance to, you know, get the, get their chance at a Super Bowl. Um, but I think the Patriots took no time and and I mean, you got to respect it. You, you got to respect it in, in a hell of a win, like I said, 36 to 13 over the Titans. And on the Titans side, 
there are levels of concern and it's not a high level of concern but there's a level of concern if you're the titans right now i mean to me nobody fears you i don't think a team right now looks at the titans on their schedule and fears them now i know their schedule is quite light and they don't got a lot of hard teams i think it's a very winnable schedule for the rest of the year except the 49ers game um but the rest of it, I think they should maybe sweep, um, even with what I just said, where nobody fears them. But the Jaguars, Steelers, Dolphins, Texans, yeah, I think they fear them just a little bit more than the other teams. Um, but my point is, come playoff time, nobody fears this offense. Nobody fears this offense. And we saw what the Patriots did. I mean, they, they, they completely, they said, Tannehill, you throw the ball. And he could not throw the ball. And I mean, you know, props to Hilliard, right? Uh, Don Trail Hilliard. He had a fantastic game and, you know, he he had a great game, right? There's no taking that away. But that's not going to happen every week, right? He's not going to have 131 yards and a touchdown on 12 carries. That's not going to happen every week. And so my concern is nobody's going to fear you now, right? And it's not even like you're one-dimensional. There are no dimensions on this offense. And obviously, I understand that A.J. Brown, he's on the IR. um, And Julio Jones, he's been hurt. But that's part of the problem. I mean, your receivers aren't, haven't been able to stay healthy. And from what I'm hearing is, is these could be lingering injuries. Like, yes, the IR is for three weeks. But, you know, I mean, three weeks. But th- these these injuries can linger. And especially with the groin, a hamstring, those are things that consistently can linger you. And we've seen plenty of players have those type of injuries where they just linger. While they say they're okay, you know, it's, it's always lingering. It will affect your play. So there is a level of concern for the Titans. Am I too worried that they're going to miss the playoffs? No. I mean, you're going to make the playoffs. There's no doubt about it. Is there a chance you lose the AFC South? It would be hard, right? It would be hard. <laughs> like I said, I, I don't, th- besides the 49ers game, you should win out. You should win out. I mean, the Dolphins have looked better. Um, the Texans, maybe they'll give you a fight, but but really you should win out, right? You should you should win out. And so there shouldn't be concern. But when you get to the playoffs, when you play the Baltimore's, when you play the KC's, hell, when you play the Colts in the playoffs, those are teams that are not going to fear you as much. And they're going to realize, look, we're going to make Tannehill throw the ball. That's all we got to do. Talking about another quarterback that struggled, Jalen Hurts, man. And it hurts. <laughs> no pun intended. It hurts to see him play like this, right? Because he had a fantastic two weeks, and you know me, and, and the, the the one big thing that I love to judge quarterbacks on is consistency, right? Can can you continue week in and week out to play at that level that you're playing every week, right? Can, can you keep that consistent level of play? And it looked like Jalen Hurts was going to do it, and this was the game where he could have really, you know, I said, you, you always give him a three, four game sample size. This was the game where he really could have, you know, Flick the switch and been like, I'm here. I'm Jalen Hurts. This is my team. He didn't do that. And not only does it look bad on him, but it looks bad on the team, right? The, the, the team, the Eagles, came into this game. They sat at five and six. This was a game where you have to come in and crush the Giants. The Giants have been struggling all year. They just got they just got beat by 20 the other week against Tampa, and they've had really bad losses recently. This is a game where you're supposed to come in as the Eagles and slap this team. And they only put up, they only slapped seven points on the board and lost. So they did the complete opposite of slapping, right? They, they, they just, they were cowards. And they, they and not, I don't mean cowards, but they, they just, for a team that came out really hot in the past two weeks to come out this flat 
is very, very disappointing. You got to be disappointed if you're an Eagles fan, especially, and you just got to be disappointed for the Eagles as a whole. And, you know, if you're the front office, because this is a game that you really expected in, in the Jalen Rager pick, man, it, it crushes me because you got to feel for the guy, but every week it looks like a worse and worse pick. And it, and it's not just that Justin Jefferson and Brandon Ayuk and Michael Pittman, are, they're, they're all doing their thing with their respective teams. But it's the fact that Jalen Rager just really hasn't played up to the, the to, to the hopes that the Eagles had, right? He has he had two pivotal drops in this game, right? He had obviously the, the last second chance to win the game uh, or at least tie the game. And then earlier in that drive, he had a really bad drop that as a second year receiver, you should just be making that catch, right? I mean, that to me, that's a catch that, hey, I can't make that catch, but you're paid millions of dollars. And that's the type of catch that I think you should be making. Um, but like I said, props to the Giants defense. I think that the, the Giants, while they're, they're maybe not going to be contending this year, especially just not just not for a playoff spot in general, the defense has looked better. Xavier McKinney, fantastic game eight total tackles two pass deflections and an interception i mean he had a hell of a game but i'm still not a believer in daniel jones right i i and i want to give him a chance right and and i talked about i think there's a lot of other spots um around the nfl that he could get a second chance i don't think that's with the giants i I think the giants have to move on and the giants really have to clean house and that includes saquon barkley you just got to clean house um, you have some pieces. You have Galladay. You have Tony, right? You you have Xavier McKenney, right? You have a good D line. You have James Bradbury. You have all this talent, but y- you've been stuck in this bad mediocrity for the past what three four years. You got to do something if you're the Giants. Um, and I don't mean to go on a tangent on the Giants because this was more on the Eagles. But yeah, I, I I think both teams are sort of in a confusing state. Uh, right now, if you want to call it that. Uh, obviously, you know, I mentioned earlier the Rams and the Cowboys both have come back to reality. The Rams um, on a three-game losing streak. Cowboys on a two-game losing streak. I'm not, you know, d- dissing any of these teams. I think both teams, they're going to get right back on their feet. Uh, obviously, the Cowboys dealing with a bunch of injuries. The Rams, on the other hand, not dealing with so many injuries. Should be winning a few of these games. I mean, it, I don't know, man. It's weird. This team has so much talent, and yet they're not doing anything, right? Ever since they've acquired Von Miller, ever since they've got an OBJ, they have not been winning. Does that say something? I don't know. You know, they also traded Kenny Young, who I think was a very underrated piece on this Rams defense, gone. Um, And that really opens up the middle for a lot of teams to run, you know, straight down that interior defensive line. So, there is a little bit more concern with the Rams and the Cowboys. I think there is still concern with the Cowboys in the way that they played, um, which is unenthusiastic football for the past two, hell, you could say the past month. Um, they've been one in three in the past four games. So there is a level of concern for the Cowboys, but I think it's a little higher in the Rams, especially with a team that is healthy. They have the players and they have the talent, but they're just not winning games. And, and that's the bigger concern to me than the Cowboys losing back-to-back games when they've really missed half their starting lineup, right? So not saying that that, that everything should be taken away from the Cowboys and there should be excuses because they're losing because of injuries, because every team has injuries. So that's not fair. But when you're missing, you know, your offensive line, your defensive line is not there, you know, (laughs) there's a little bit of an excuse, right? But um, once again, you you still got to play football. It's part of the game. Injuries are part of the game. 
We'll see if the Cowboys bounce back this Thursday against the Saints. And lastly, and lastly, and lastly, I know this is more of a longer podcast. I, I do want to talk about an NFC wildcard because I think it is going to be very interesting. Um, obviously, right now, there are eight teams that I think, in my mind, that are competing for the sixth and seventh seed. And I say the sixth and seventh seed, knowing that there is a fifth seed in the wildcard. And while I just talked about the Rams, I would be shell-shocked if the Rams dropped that fifth seat, right? I, I would be shocked. They still only have four losses. They're going to get back on their feet. I don't think they have a terribly tough schedule, um, obviously, after the loss of the Packers. But look, you got the Cardinals, Seahawks, Vikings, Ravens, 49. So that is a little tough. I, that's a little tough. You got the, the Jaguars. That should be a win. The Cardinals, that's a tough. The Seahawks, that should be a win. Vikings, depending on where they sit, that should be a win. The Ravens, that one's up in there. I'm going to give them a loss. 49ers, that might be a loss. So... Yeah, okay, maybe there is a few more tougher games, but I don't imagine that they're going to slip out. Um, I mean, they could if the 49ers go on to win out and that they beat them. Um, but we'll just say there's nine teams competing for the wild card, right? There, there are nine total teams competing for the wild card. It is going to be a hectic, hectic month of December. Um, man, but I'm excited. I, I'm excited, like I said. I mean, it, 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 football is here. And, and that is what we live for. And that's what we, we talk about in this summer months. We say, man, come June, July, August, we're just talking about predictions, predictions. But we are finally here. We are in the depths of the NFL season. And I couldn't ask for a better season. I, I really couldn't. It's been a fantastic season. But it's only going to get better. Uh, anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jude. Jude. Signing off. Peace. Love you guys.